So these things are important because as you know and as you know, the stories are very powerful and stories uh, help us reclaim some of the cultural space uh, that, that we might have lost. Uh, and stories, these stories like this are very important for our impressionable youth who are now are reading books about romance and there's a template for romance in the West. So this is a counter-narrative that is important. Uh, so stories like this is important. Uh, not fiction and like romance fiction in, in our community has a very bad press. Uh, but I think that it's very important, especially now, not just non-fiction reading and writing, but fiction writing is very important for people to have a sense of empathy, for people to see the view of the world through others' eyes. This is what we are lacking. We're not lacking in knowledge. We're not lacking in, in um, information. We're lacking in empathy and seeing from the others' eyes. So it's a bit too long in preamble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, <laughs> yes. Yeah, you are reading um, the the scene from uh, in the beginning of the book, uh, right? Uh, um, from chapter two first, right? Chap- the yeah. Haji Lane. Haji Lane, right? The girl bang, at Haji Lane. At Haji Lane. Yeah. The girl at Haji Lane. Yeah. So we start now. Take it away. Okay. Um, Assalamualaikum semua. Uh, thank you for coming. Um, this is my f- first reading. Um, Alhamdulillah. Thank you. And nervous. Yes, I am. I am nervous. So um, I take um, the advice from our brother Ibrahim here. Um, there will be three parts that I will read from the book. So after each portion, then we can open for discussion and maybe for us to discuss what is talked about. Uh. Okay? Okay, bismillah. So I will go for chapter 2, which is page 5. This is the girl at Hajilin. She had never been to this side. She was always on the other side, the Busara street side of the Kampung Gelam area, the side where the iconic Sultan Mosque stands and beholds. Sultan Mosque took two years to build and was completed in 1826. It is now a heritage preservation building and a mosque that holds Muslim congregations as well as visits by tourists. This site, the Haji Lane site, is a mix of charm and hideous, and to some extent in abbreviation. How could two opposite lifestyles coexist in this area, seemingly peaceful and tolerant? Could there be repressed feelings? And are these feelings dormant or waiting to erupt? Her loose-fitting off-white shirt sat atop her tartan textured pants. On her feet were a pair of purple sneakers, bought online by her elder sister. When the sneakers arrived, her sister felt that her feet were too cramped in them and passed them to Sufia. Sufia was carrying a colourful haversack, a birthday gift from some of her friends to match her usually plain coloured clothes. The only thing that she bought herself was the rayon hijab with pastel paisley prints. It only cost $5 at Gilang Sarai Market. She was walking down the lane, enchanted by the architecture of the quaint shop houses, housing artisanal cafes and vintage boutiques that carry unique and fashionable collectibles. Her short strides stopped at a so-called bespoke boutique. She saw the dresses from the window, 
dresses that she did not and would not wear. She looked at it intently and imagined how she would alter or add additional cloth so that the female wearer would be more covered. A whiff of a musky deep scent lingered in the air as a guy walked past behind her and entered the bespoke boutique. Nice scent, not too overpowering. She sniffed like slightly and walked up the lane. The scent dissipated. Thank you. Uh, Haji Lane as a, as a setting for this book uh, features quite dominantly. And I, I get the sense that they're using it as a as a sort of interface between uh, the cosmopolitan side of things, and, and that features quite a bit, and the more traditional um, Islamic uh, view. So, and then there's also this uh, play of past and present. So, is, am I reading it correctly? Is this, this is why you 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 picked Haji Lane as well. I think when I chose Haji Lane was I. I find that when I walk down Haji Lane, I mean the word Haji itself is traditional, very mm. Islamic, and we know what it meant, mm. and why, why the, the whole Hajj is all about. But when you walk down Haji Lane, you know that it is far from Haji Lane. The, uh, the Haji image Lane and the place yeah. is just doesn't connect. So there is that disconnect or there is that tension, and so this is a the theme that I thought would, is a thread through. Yeah. Um, throughout the whole story and it's because of also this word that later on right. why right. ah yeah. okay, okay. Mm. Ah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> there's a lot of that symmetry in your writing yes, yes, I noticed yes. ah, okay. I, I just noticed this one <laughs> <laughs> okay but if you read the book you will understand what we're, what we're talking about and this thing about Hajj I think we should not label this as an Islamic novel right. or as a, as a Muslim book or what. Yeah. This is a novel about Singapore. I mean, the main characters are Muslim, yes. but it is not an Islamic novel. I don't know such thing. Huh? I mean, it is a novel on Singapore, but the characters are Muslim right. huh? and it's on this area. Right. Huh? I think I think that might be very, very clear, huh? and I think this area is a very interesting area. Yeah. Uh, that of upper historical, yeah. huh? historical value. There's a lot of history in it, yeah. so it should be interesting. Yes. Actually, this area has always been cosmopolitan, uh, even back in the day. Uh, everything going on here, it was a pop city. Mm-hmm. So even even way back, it was it was, it was quite cosmopolitan. But even then, uh, it was also a kampung. So back then also, I can imagine that they, they had to negotiate these kinds of um, uh, tensions. Uh, I don't think it's something new. But yeah, so I... I uh, but in 2015, yeah, someone yeah. decided to write about it. Put it into words, maybe. <laughs> yeah. No, I just find that uh, Sophia is very representative. Of Sophia is the is the main girl. I think now I I don't know how I, I'm sure many. I mean, we have seen like this religious revivalism among yeah. young Muslims. Religiosity. Yeah. yeah, Alhamdulillah. You know, like with all this um, dawah efforts in English talks coming by foreign sheikhs and all that. So and like Muslim fashion on the rise. So it's a nice. She's a nice representative of all this things coming together um, like 
Muslim of fashion, and then like someone from a uh, madrasa background struggling to find her niche and identity. So it's a very, um, it's a very current and real character that I'm sure any Muslim will be able to identify her in, you know, at different various angles. Mm. Yeah, like I was telling uh, Maria, I felt like a. 18-year-old. Yeah, yeah, yes. It's always nice to... Oh, Reza. Oh, Reza. But also just to uh, have something to say about the guy. <laughs> there's, three, there's three guys. Yes, three no, guys. Reza, the main guy. Um, he also represents something because he represents um, the more uh, westernized Malay. And, and that, 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 uh, that type of person does exist. So there's a bit of a polarization. Um, mm. I've noticed that in our culture, like, there's, the, there's the increase in religiosity, you know, but there's also yeah. on the other side. And so that's uh, that's why I think Riza is there to counterbalance that. Mm. Uh, yeah. yeah, essentially they're from different yeah. backgrounds. Yeah. So this um, this is a scene at the bookstore. I, I just go straight um, right in. Okay. So Sufia saw Reza looking at the books in the store, but he seemed rather uncertain. It was an Islamic bookstore, not a typical mainstream bookstore. Okay, so page 19. So what are you getting, asked Sufia. She picked up a book. What about this one? Halal and Haram. Or this one, The Forbidden Fruit. Sufia stopped herself. Astaghfirullah. She is the far silently inside her. She realised she had been condescending. It was so impolite and shameful of her to do so just because both of them were in her territory, a territory where she felt comfortable and empowered. It did not face Reza. He was relaxed, but the books did not appeal to him in any way. So what did you get? Reza asked. Sufa showed the two books. Reza read the titles aloud. The Road to Mecca, In Love with Sufia. A gush of hot air swept through Sufia's body. It's Sufi, not Sufia. She corrected him and immediately turned and walked away. Was it done on purpose? Or was it really a slip? Reza was mentally kicking himself. Did I actually say that? Why did I say that? In that moment of ineptness, Reza thoughtlessly picked up a book, The Truth Seekers. That's a good read, said Sufia without looking at Reza. Both of them acted as if nothing embarrassing had happened or said. You can buy or you can borrow mine. I've got a copy, added Sufia sincerely. Finally, some kindness. Oh, good, I'll borrow yours first. Thank goodness I don't have to buy this book that I will probably not read. They left the bookstore and it was time to part. There was no reason to follow her back to the boutique or anywhere else she was heading to at that time. Are you coming to the photo shoot the next weekend? If you are, could you bring the book? Okay, I'll bring the book, said Sufia. For a brief instant, Reza felt thrilled. There was another another opportunity to see her and get to know this intriguingly stubborn, arrogant and yet kind girl. For a brief moment, Sufia felt sad. If only he was Abdul Matin. This part of the book was like a gestalt to me. It was because the, the, the book that they picked up uh, is Truth Seekers and the book I'm reading is Truth Seekers. So are they reading the book that I'm reading about them? 
just one. <laughs> and then, and then that, there's another thing. We are in a guest town now because we are in the bookshop. Uh, mm. A bookshop, sorry. <laughs> a bookshop where they met and we are reading about it. It's very strange. Anyway, this is. Yeah. I, I like this, this little place. Yeah. Uh, so. yeah, that same thought went through my mind. I never had it. I was like, What's that again? <laughs> but yeah, as so you read, read on it, yeah, you can understand it. This device of using the book as a, as a physical link. Uh, because the, the book, interestingly, the book is, is sort of transcends time and space because it is the thing that links them. I'm trying to play with like, it could be the book, you know, the yeah. book that, that has a message for everyone. Yeah. Because like, I was thinking of my sequel. So this book might come up again, right. but it may give a In different, a different message to the different characters. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> so it's just the book. Right. 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 Uh, I hope I will get the sequel done now. I'm not sure. Oh. Okay. Ha! Huh. How does your how does your background in in video inform your writing now? I think, I think when I when I write it, I actually visualize it yeah, as well. Like a I'm a very visual yeah. person, yeah. even like um, like the scent. Yeah. If I think I don't know if anyone writes a book because I visualize it to make it interesting. Because on TV you can't smell it, but if you can just visualize that, actually they have cross path, but they don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. just the scent. It was really like one scene after another after another and then you had flashbacks as well so it's very much I mean her style is very much influenced by her visual yeah profession yeah because um, they have met before that so um, that's probably why you wondered why she picked up books like Hala and Haram The Forbidden Fruit mm. So, I mean, and then she stopped herself because she has a certain perception of him, mm-hmm. the kind of person he is. So and that's why she... Thought, break up the, from that stereotypical... Yes, it's yeah. hard. Even though we think that Sufia is a madrasa student, she's supposed to be pious and, and good girl, right? But she still has some... She's human. She's human. Yeah. So but she, it also plays on us, isn't it? Yes. 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 To behave in certain ways and different certain ways. Uh, I mean, whatever it is, I find that uh, first and foremost, at the core of it, she's still a girl. She's mm-hmm. in this um, part. She's still nineteen. You wanna move on to the third okay? Part? So the last reading. Maybe I step it up. Okay. They were walking on the road to the MRT station, not side by side. But Sufia was walking a few steps in front or behind Reza. She had never walked with a guy on her own. Even in school, she did not have close male friends. Even if they were classmates, group discussions related to studies and project work or meetings in co-curricular activities would be as far as she got interacting with them. Anyway, she did not like Reza, period. But that encounter at the corner of Haji Lane evoked a giddying feeling. And those roomy words kept playing in her head. Patience is not sitting and waiting. It is foreseeing. It is looking at the thorn and seeing the rose. Looking at the night and seeing the day. Lovers are patient and know that the moon needs time to become full. Rumi. So have you made up your mind? Reza broke the evening silence on the way to the MRT. About what? About which university you are going to? Sufia did not like to talk about this with him. After discovering that about Abdul Martin and Siti Rahma, 
she felt that the answer was no longer Al-Azhar University or any universities in the Middle East. The desire was waning. She was conscious that somehow her decision was based on her heart and not her head, and she was not liking it either. Her intention then was all wrong. Are you still thinking about fashion design? That really took Sufia by surprise. She would not think that he would remember what she had said at the boutique. She suddenly felt embarrassed. Please, forget that I, I asked you that, she mumbled. But why? I mean, if you're keen, I think I know of a friend. It's okay. I'm not. I was just... Um, never mind. Fashion was also far from her mind. She loved the arts and beautiful designs of nature and architecture, but she was far from being fashionable or possessing an astute fashion sense. She was not like her aunt. They were walking towards the MRT and out of nowhere, Amanda, who had given herself some time out for a breath of air from Reza, appeared in front of Reza and Sufia. In anger and disgust, Amanda raised her voice and nearly yelled. So is this your little secret? Aren't you going to introduce me to your new girlfriend, the girl next door? Is that your flavor of the month? Sufia's eyes widened in disbelief and confusion. Passers-by were looking at the three of them and would interpret the situation as a triangle love affair. What just happened? What did she do? Amanda, she's just a friend. She's not my type. Reza tried to appease Amanda's anger and tears. The whole episode was beyond Sufia's understanding and conception. She swallowed her pride while Reza tried to console Amanda instead. Without a word and without looking back, Sufia ran off towards the MRT station and disappeared into the underpass. She felt humiliated, much worse than the night she discovered that Abdul Martin belonged to Siti Rahma. Oh. She is not my type. Uh, so this is uh, Reza's turn to show his, uh, to betray his uh, perception uh, or, or what he thinks of of, uh, of the girl. In the bookshop, was, uh, was so in the bookshop like there's yeah. some kind of connection yeah. until the slip of the tongue, <laughs> and then suddenly when Amanda appeared, she's 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 not my type. Yeah. So how? Would, Sophia, if you're Sophia, how would you feel? It's interesting that you mentioned people don't know how to find spouse because I oh. think in this case she was she had this ideal of what her spouse should be. Yeah. Or, you know, and then she met with someone who is complete opposite. Exactly. How she resolved that? Okay, yeah. I you know. Actually, her idealistic thinking was a barrier to her. Yeah. yeah exactly. exactly. She wanted something yeah. else. Yeah. Well, in a sense, she also doesn't know how to find a source. <laughs> in a sense, what? Sorry? She also doesn't know yeah. how to find a source. She's, she's yeah, too idealistic. Yeah. Too idealistic. That's a certain yardstick. Yeah. And also, uh, we have to be realistic. Oh, for me too. Yes, why did we Oh, and I like that. I like that uh, for Reza, right? His um, filial piety is his anchor. Mm. As in, it brought him back, and mm. there's the baraka in that, mm. because because I mean I mean, he's been there, done that overseas, mm. you know. But uh, because of his dad, he came back, mm. and then, and that sets off a chain of events like serendipity. Mm. He met Sufia, and mm. it, macam apa? He re- rediscovered religion, went for. Am I supposed to? 
the fact that the filial piety is a source of barakah. I, I needed that because I'm facing, I'm going through right. something similar. Yeah, we all draw the lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Because, um, you know, in my life, in my own personal life, I have people questioning, Muslim questioning about Islam, why Islam is so yes. difficult, yes. you know, um, why Islam is like this, why Islam is like that. So I thought that, I hope that, you know, um, by writing this book, it will hopefully pass a different message now. Yeah. Even though it's through a love story, but I'm not religious in the sense that I, I, I'm an ustazah who needs to put yeah. in a lot of um, Quranic verses or anything. I hope that, you know, I reference it correctly also. But I hope that it's I'm delivering something, yeah. like, at least even if it's just one ayat. Yeah. So, and, and whoever reads it, whether Muslim or non-Muslim, somehow if that particular ayat happened to open his or her heart, Alhamdulillah. Mm. Thank you very much. It's been a wonderful session. Thank you. And hope you all get book. And share your time And we wait for the sequel. <laughs> <laughs>